Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. It's going to be a t-shirt. It's going to be a mug. It's going to be something in there, a note that's very heartfelt, heartfelt, but it's great. I mean, I love it, but I'm just going to put it aside. Now, if you've ever given me a gift, I do this with a lot of gifts. I just take them. I'm like, oh, thank you so much, so much, and I put it aside. I don't know what it is, okay? But the problem is, is that I don't realize what's in that gift sometimes. Because I'm used to what? A t-shirt and a, a mug. I'm used to a t-shirt and a mug. And I remember one time, Asher and I, we were at an event, and I got the same thing, I put it aside, and he went through the stuff. And I'm like, amateur, I know what's in there, okay? And he pulled out, and there were like AirPods in there, like a, like a brand new pair of AirPods. And he was like, mine? <laughs> he claimed them. I was like, hey, I did the work. Like, what, what's going on? And I didn't even realize, and I wasn't going to even going to look at it. Sometimes, I don't tell them, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the gift and, you know, I might look through it, but I leave it in, I leave it at the hotel. Like, I, I just, I can't travel with the whole basket stuff, full stuff. I just, I don't need another mug. I don't need another t-shirt. God bless you. Thank you so much, though. You know what I'm saying? But man, wouldn't that be awesome or not awesome if I left AirPods in there? I mean, for some employee, it would have been a great day. Yeah, some great day. One time I got a gift, though. I got a gift. And I was doing, a, I did a podcast for a couple or, or a person, and, and uh, he was like Swiss, apparently. So he, um, he gave me a gift, and it was, and I got this, a Swiss army knife. Have you ever gotten one of these? Why are you guys so excited about this? This is not the expression I had. The first time I looked at this and I was like, oh, I get it, you're Swiss, I get it, that's cute, that's fine. Okay, and I put it aside, I put it aside. I was like full on, like I appreciate it, but I put it in the, in the junk drawer. Anybody got a junk drawer in the house? Yeah, we all do, right? It's this one place, you just put everything in there, okay? So I put this thing in there, appreciate the gift, but I thought I'm never going to what? I'm never gonna use it. Guess what though? Yes! So many uses. So many uses. I was like, like, I don't know what I was trying to do. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go and see if I can find the Swiss Army knife. And it works. There, there, there's, some, there's some Swiss magic in here. I don't know what it is. But it opens up to all these things. Like, exactly. Okay, we know what this is, maybe, right? If you're zooming in. What is, what is this? Like, it looks like this, but it looks like that. I guess it's a, it's a, it's a plot, not, not a plier, but I don't know what it is. But it's got some really crazy things. And I got to tell you, and obviously, let me know what this is for. Yeah, see, of course, mosaic. You're like, of course you know what this is for. Okay? But I think there's a toothpick in here, too. What is this for, by the way? What? No, no, look at this. Can you zoom in at this thing? Yeah, tweezers. Tweezers. So, I mean, I, I'm hairy, so I get that. Okay, okay. I get that. Tweezers. I can't even put it back in here. It's 
crazy about this, right? And so I've kind of held on to this, and now I keep it like handy because I use it all the time. Now, I, I, I bring this up because I just want to make this big point, and that is, uh, could God be um, waiting for you to open up a gift that he's given you? Maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's a relationship that you really haven't gone deeper into. Maybe it's a talent. Maybe it's something that, that it, it's, uh, it's really an opportunity, and you haven't really pursued it. Could I just could it maybe ask you to consider, is there a gift that you are not using right now? that God's given you, and you've kind of put it aside. You've kind of like, ah, I look through the stuff, but if I don't like it, I just put it aside. Because that's what we do with gifts, right? We look at it, we, we like it, or we ignore it. That's what we do. And so what I want to do is I want to go back to the Christmas story because I believe that there is a truth in the Christmas story that all of us need to realize when it comes to God and His gift to us. Like he, not just Jesus, but also the, this idea of a God who continues to give us gifts. And if you don't think, you know, if you don't think that you, God has given you anything, like just think of the talent, think of anything you're good at. And my friends, you, 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 you got that from, you got that from God. So let's jump right into the story. I'm going to be in Luke chapter two. Can you say Luke chapter two? Okay, you guys were not excited there. You guys were not excited. Okay, you get an air, you get AirPods if you say this out loud. Luke chapter 2. Okay, I was lying. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about lying next week. Okay, so Luke chapter 2. Let me jump right in. It says here, verse 8 says, it says, and there were, there were what? Help me out. There were what? Shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching, uh, keep watching over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone, 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 we'll go with shone, shone around them. And they were what? Terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you what? Good news. Help me out with this. Good news that will cause what? Great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, bless you, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in what? Cloths and lying in a manger. Now, we've heard the story. We've heard it in different uh, ways, I'm sure. This is not the first time. But the, my question is, why shepherds? Why shepherds? Like, if you're going to tell the world, the town... That there is a big event happening. This is the biggest event happening. Why does God choose shepherds? Why does he entrust shepherds? Now, if you, if you are, if you, I grew up with shepherds. Okay, this is ridiculous, but I did. I grew up in the desert in Kuwait. There were shepherds. They're mostly goat shepherds or not goat herders or whatever. Yeah, and they're just like, you know when goats have come through. You know, because they eat everything and they poop everywhere like I'm like oh come on come on R really now what's interesting about shepherds though it's a family affair there are, there's a very good chance here very good chance here that the shepherds were not just like 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 the, an older man or older men they were actually a family or or two and it was not even their oldest kids who were being taking care of the sheep it was their youngest it was like kids. So when you think of King David, anybody remember King David? 
You guys in the chat, King David, right? He was a what? Shepherd. You know why? Because he was the youngest of the brothers. The youngest of the brothers get to go, hey, you hang out with the sheep. We'll do the important stuff. So I just want you to know that the shepherds were considered not just in public life, but also in a family unit, the thing that no one wants to do. You take care of the sheep. You're the youngest. So the chances are that when we read shepherds, I just want you to know the scene is little kids, like the youngest of the ones doing it. And, and some scholars say that there were actually little girls who were doing this too. Like the, the ladies were, would get this job. If you're the youngest, you would get this job. So the, I just want you to, I don't know what the scene for you is, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of paintings, a lot of uh, Hallmark cards, and you see the shepherds, and they're like, man, they are dressed in finest stuff, and they look cool. But you've never seen like a little girl as a shepherd. I just want you to know there's so much more co context going on here. Here's the key point, though. Why does God choose to entrust the biggest news to people that, has no, that have no influence? Seemingly. Like if you're going to announce an event, like if I want to tell the world something, what, I, what do I have to do right now in this modern world? I've got to figure out how Dwayne Johnson can put me on his Instagram. Like that's what I need to know. I need to figure out how The Rock can like promote my stuff. Like I need to tell the most influential people in the world. I need to get on the news. I got to get on TV. I got to get on YouTube. I got to get on TikTok. I got I to tell the world. If I want to share something so important, but I just tell a few people who don't have seemingly any influence, what am I thinking? It is not a good strategy, is it? But Jesus seems to be entrusted to shepherds. Why is that? And why is it that the, the angels came to them? They could have come to the whole town. The, maybe the most important person in the town, a mayor. Um, maybe someone who had major influence, but no, it didn't happen. It's, it's shepherds. Why is it? Here's why. Because for some reason, for some crazy reason, when God could do the, the most strategic thing concerning him or his gospel, when he could come up with any other plan to spread the good news of Jesus, in, in spite of all, all rational thought, God goes to the least of people. God goes to the people who you think would not be able to make really that much of an influence. In fact, in fact, if God, like just, I mean, if I, if I could meet with God and go, hey, listen, you've got this plan here uh, to tell the world about your son. I'll tell you what to do. Okay, you, you do your thing, you whatever, but then, but, but don't let him like die and leave and then entrust the gospel or they entrust the good news to humans. Like I have humans. I know humans. I have family. Anybody know? And we have family. Would you trust them? It's, okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Right. You're like, I wouldn't even try. Like, why is it? Because, because, because I don't know, honestly, but here's what I do know. That God's plan always involves human potential. Like God's plan always involves human participation. Like whatever God wants to do, he continues to want to use you and me. Now you know you, right? And you're like, I wouldn't pick me. Like I picked so-and-so. 
but he continues to pick you with, and entrust you the most important things. So could it be possible that God has entrusted you with some information? God has entrusted you with some, with, with, with some opportunity. God's entrusted with you, with, you, uh, to, uh, with some relationships. He's entrusted you with some things that you might go, ah, I'm not quite sure. I'm never going to use it. I'm not going to use it. It's not these. It's not AirPods. It's, it's a Swiss art. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to leave this gift aside. Could, could you be just sitting on a gift? And what does it mean? What does it communicate? Does it just communicate, you know what, you're too busy? What else hangs in the balance when you and I know that God continues? When it comes to his plan, he always, he always involves human potential. That God always wants you and me to be involved in this. And I don't know why. Why would you use shepherds? Why would you use us? Why would you leave and entrust the church to us? Why would you do that? He continues, continues to do that. And could it be possible that you have something right now that God's entrusted you with? So if you and I don't do anything with it, is there any consequences or is there something else going on? Well, there is. There is something else going on. Because the, the, the way God's kingdom works is very different than the world we live in. Like, so you and I would go, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, this is important to me. I'm going to protect this. And then I'm going to give this, this relationship, this thing to the most, you know, worthy person, the most trustworthy person. I'm going to go to the smartest people. I, I, I want to know, I want to go to the expert. I want to make sure that if I want to keep this whatever safe, I'm going to give it to someone that I know is a guaranteed, there's no issues. But God's economy is very, very different. It's so different because God somehow trusts us, trusts us first instead of waiting for us to be trustworthy. We wait for people to be trustworthy, don't we? I mean, you're like, that's how you, because you earn what? Trust. That's what people say. Yeah, You earn trust. You earn trust. But for some reason, friends, the Christmas story tells us that God will pick shepherds, little kids, and trust them with telling the whole world about a good news with great joy. That he will, he, that continually, even in Jesus' resurrection, when we talk about Easter, the first people who saw that were, were women. Again, people who are marginalized in the society. That continually God uses the least people. There's something going on here. God gives us trust. And so I think some of us are entrusted with some opportunities, with some resources that maybe God's saying, what are you doing with them? Because I think you're sitting on it. So let's look at what the kingdom of God really looks like. And let's see what hangs in the balance of this opportunity, this gift, this relationship, that you are just this dream that you've just been sitting on. So then Jesus explains this kingdom. He explains to people how God works. So in Matthew 25, say Matthew 25, please. Matthew 25, okay, he says this story. Okay, now this story has been used to illustrate um, heaven and hell, which is not true. He is, he's making a point. In Eastern cultures, when they tell stories, they're always going to the moral of the story, not the details of it. The details do matter, but they have to point to the lesson. And so he jumps in and he says, again, the kingdom of heaven can, can be illustrated by a story of a man going on a long, what? 
trip. He called together his servants. Who were they? Servants. And he did what? He did something. He what? Entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Now, I just want you to stop here right here. This is your relationship with God. Like this is, this is extremely different from all the other religions and belief systems out there. Now, you might think, what does that mean? No, this is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. When Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like this, they were like, no, that's not true. Because those people in that context knew what he was saying more than we know what he was saying. You see, every other uh, uh, relationship or economy does not work where you just choose your servant and you entrust them. Which in that society, you choose your family because they're a part of your family and they have earned the right to use these resources. They have earned the right as inheritance. So family inheritance makes sense, but servants and trusting does not make sense. It doesn't make sense because they didn't earn anything. See, right there, Jesus is saying, here's the big difference between the kingdom of heaven. That's why he says, it's the kingdom. I want to explain to you the kingdom of heaven, not the other religions, not the stuff that you've been uh, uh, worshiping. Because most of those people were either Greek, they understood that, they were, some were Arabian, so they had multiple gods. And so the idea, the big idea there was continually that you earn respect, you earn your way into a lot of things, especially favor with God or the gods. That's how it works. But he starts off and he says, let me tell you, the kingdom of heaven though, my heaven, what I represent is like a person comes in and God entrusts them. You see, religion is about working, 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 doing the things, ceremonies, all the stuff, all the stuff, all the stuff to get the gifts from God, to find yourself worthy. It's, it's, religion is like that, right? Depending on what religion you grew up in, I grew up in a particular one. I had to be on a mat, pray a certain time, pray a certain prayer, do the things. I had to do that. Catholics have their own thing. I mean, every religion out there, even certain things of Christianity have all kinds of ceremonies. And what are they, what are they doing? What they're doing is they're basically working, 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 and you get a gift. And for some people, it's, it's nirvana. For some people, it's enlightenment. For some people, it's AirPods. Not really, okay? But for some people, it's like this idea of like, I will do this so I can earn favor and find myself worthy. I mean, even modern Christianity sometimes or American Christianity is basically, man, I just hope I do enough good to get into what? Heaven. And so if religion is working to get gifts. God's kingdom is putting the gifts to work. Like you have been entrusted with favor, grace, love, hope, redemption, forgiveness. If you've been waiting around to earn it, you'll never earn it. It was given to you. So if you're finding yourself going, I'm, I just, I'm trying to get to a place where I can just get. No, you, you, you can't. It, the kingdom of heaven is like a, like a person who looked at you and me and said, I'm going away. I'm just going to give you this. I'm going to just give you this. I just want you to know that is such a big deal because for so many of us, we're waiting around 
for acceptance. And God says, I'll, I'll give you acceptance. I give you all. Like, so I just want you to know all the grace and mercy, all the forgiveness, all the right standing, all the worthiness is already been entrusted to you, given to you. Did you earn it? No. You can't, it's, and you go, well, 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 I should earn it. No, no, no. But he's saying, but the kingdom is like this. I know what you have been practicing, but the kingdom of heaven is like this. Like, it's like a person who, who just gives, who just gives. So this is a big deal. But then there's so many other things involved in this. He, he explains how the kingdom really works. And then he says, so it's like a man who, who gave his servants. Okay, okay, we get that. That's mind-blowing. But then he goes on and he basically says he gives one servant five bags of silver. In some translations, it's, it's gold. In some other translations, it's talent. But he gives just the amount, like five, two, and one. You might have heard the story. And it's about... Uh, it's about being a good steward and all that. But I just want you to know there's more going on to in the story. So what, what happens? What happens is that the f- person who has five bags of gold, okay, in the story, goes and invests it. And he gets five more. The two, if you know the story, two guy, the guy, the person, the woman, whatever, invests, does something, and gains two. And then there's a one, the guy who gets one, or the person who gets one, and they do something very different. You guys remember the story? Let me read this to you. It says here, verse 18, it says, But the servant who received what? The one bag of silver did what with it? He dug a what? Hole, and he, in the ground, and what did he do? He hid the master's money. He hid it. He hid it. Could there be, could there be a gift that you've gotten that you just have buried for so long? Could you, could you, could you be in a place where you go, Naim, I, I kind of get this, but I think I, I, I've, I've kind of been, I was there when, and I saw that th- this person in my family got more favor. Like th- this person got five and I got one. This person got two and I got one. Like how many of you struggle with not being talented enough? Anybody? Okay, it's just a few of us. Okay, okay. Okay, let me ask that again. How many of you ever, you know, maybe struggle with comparison? Have you ever looked at any post and went, uh, how many of you ever struggled with, like, feeling like you just don't have a lot of talent? Anybody? Okay, good, good, good. Good, okay. I'm, I'm like, wow, we have some seriously talented people here. When I asked the question first time, I'm just talking to these guys, forget you guys. They were, they were like, yeah, I'm super talented. Super talented. You know, what you, when you're convinced you're the most talented people, you know what that means? You have no friends. You never go out. Because if you go out and have any conversation, you're like, oh, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. That's why small town people are like, oh, my gosh, we are them. We are it. And you go to a big city and they're like, what is going on? What's this is sci-fi. Where are we? What year is this? See, we all struggle with this idea of like not, not having, not enough. But what do you and I do? What do you and I do? So, and what did this guy do? He's like, I just have one. I just got this Swiss Army life. I didn't get, I didn't get this. I didn't, uh, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so he does something, and Jesus is trying to illustrate the human psyche. 
He's trying to illustrate what happens here and why do humans do certain things and why they shouldn't do certain things. And here he says that this person, what he does is because he didn't like it, he saw the gift, he opened it up, he saw someone else got more and he was like, you know what? I'm not quite sure. I'm just going to bury this because here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to destroy it. I'm not going to keep it safe. And I'm just going to give back to God. I'm going to keep this grace, but I'm not going to do anything with it. Like, I'm going to take God's grace, but I'm not going to give grace to anybody else. I'm going to bury it. I'm going to take God's forgiveness. I'm not going to forgive anybody. No, 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 I'll just bury that. I'm going to take God's resources and blessings, but I'm not going to share it with anybody. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm just, going to, I'm just going to keep it safe. I'm going to keep it safe. I'm going to take God's favor and not tell anybody else about God's favor. I'm just going to keep it to what? Myself. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to take everything that God gives me that I've not earned, and I'm just going to bury it. And what happens when you bury stuff? Does it last? You're like, well, it depends. Okay, you smart people. You're like, mm, yeah. Something changes in you. What happened with him? And so the story continues. So then the master comes back, Jesus says. And he takes account and he goes, okay, wow, you did this. Wow, you did this. Wow, you did this. And then it says that the guy comes, the one who buried his stuff. It says, and then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you did not cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I what? Hid it in the earth. Look, look, what? Here's your money back. Here's your money back. Now, what's interesting is, is what is this idea? What, there is, obviously, there is a Jewish kind of meaning behind this harvesting crops you didn't plant and then and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. You, there's something, there, there's a reason why Jesus said that. This person believed that, and because they believed that and they were afraid, they did this. So what is that belief? What is that belief system? That belief system is this. Is that, God, I know that you're going to profit out of my work, so I'm not going to work. You're going to harvest, you're going to gather crops that you didn't cultivate, so I'm not going to do anything. Basically, the guy is saying this, why should I have any anxiety, any stress over managing your money and your resources, knowing full well that I'm not going to profit off of them? Knowing that you're going to get all, so in, in, if you're in a Christian environment, why would I do anything for you knowing that you're going to get all the glory? That is what he was saying. So he, Jesus right there was talking to about religion. He was talking about, this is why religious people do what religious people do. The religious people do because what are they trying to do? They're trying to do something to profit who? Themselves. Why? Because they're trying to, trying to get somewhere. Jesus goes, so this guy. Now remember, there wasn't a real, this is not a real story. He's, he's making up a story. But he basically he's saying is, there are people who go, I don't want to do anything that does not profit me, so guess what? I'm not going to do it. If this helps you more than it helps me, I'm busy. 
I got I got a thing. I got a thing. I got to do some things. I, I got a thing. I got a thing. Yeah, if, if, this, if this relationship doesn't profit me, guess what I'm doing? I'm ghosting you. If, if, this, if this, this opportunity does not profit me directly, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. And so he says there is, a, there is a, a human component that says profit yourself. Do whatever it takes to, do, to, to help yourself. And basically Jesus is saying is, is that if humanity does not move out of that idea, then we're not going to get anywhere. Because the kingdom of heaven is filled with people who do everything and anything, and it doesn't profit them one bit. It's made of a people that will do and work and work and work and get no glory and no recognition. See, that's why people, when they go, you know what, I do this, I do this, I do this, and I get no recognition. That's the point, which we don't like. Like, I, I mean, I, I, have you had times where you're like, you know what, I feel that I'm not, a, 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 what, appreciated. And the kingdom of heaven is like Jesus saying, will you do and continue to do things without any appreciation? Because the kingdom of heaven is like that. And so that's why he tells the story. And that's why in the story, that's why in the story, the master, if you pick it up, calls him this. He calls him, you what? You wicked and what? Lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops and didn't plant and gathered crops. I did not cultivate. Why didn't you just deposit my money in the bank? At least I would have gotten some interest on it. Like you could have done something. You could have done the bare minimum. But you just want to make sure that you didn't want anything to do with this. And then the story continues. He goes and he says, and that person is going to be thrown out. And there'll be, there'll be regret. There'll be so much remorse. And then Jesus tells us the moral of the story. And he says this, not moral, but part of the story. He says this. He says, and we've probably heard this before. This is in verse 29. He says, to those who use well what they are, what? Given. Even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But from those who do what? I know some of you guys are like, I don't want to say that. Okay, it's convicting, right? Let's do it again. We got it. We, we are going to be brave. Okay? But from those who do what? Nothing. Even what is little that they have. Even what little they have will be taken, taken away. What he, God says, he's, God basically says is, hey, I, I believe in your potential. I believe in your potential. That's why I've given you gifts. That's why I give you grace. I believe you can change. I believe you can do better. That's why I give you forgiveness. I believe you can keep on getting better. I believe in this. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. You see, I, it's so interesting to me is like when we come to faith in Jesus, the biggest question we ask ourselves or even with God, we, we ask ourselves is this, can God be trusted? That is the dumbest thing. Of course he can be trusted. Is God going to be faithful? When I hear songs about God, you're going to be faithful. Of course he's going to be. That's what he does. 
Like, you don't have to pump God up to say, God, just remember your word. He's like, I remember everything, actually. It's you who forget. Like, God's like, really? Like, I'm sure at some point they're like, he's, he's probably talking to angels. He's like, are they, sing, are they seriously thinking about that? Because I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to forget. I'm always faithful. I always trust. I always show up. The problem is, are you going to? Are we going to? Like, the big question is not, can God be trusted? The big question is, you know where I'm going with this, right? Can what? Can, can we be trusted? Yeah, but name, I, I, I didn't get this. You know how, what I could do with AirPods? I got this. I'm not even going to use it, I don't think. I didn't, I, I, I didn't get the five. I got the one. But you got the one. You got the one. And in those terms, when he was taught, telling the story, the one was not a dollar, friends. I mean, some theologians think it was like, he's talking millions. Like five million, two million, one million. Like, if, if that's even remotely the case, there's a lot of things you can do. See, if you're here in the U.S. watching online, if you're sitting here, if you drove here, did anybody Uber here? Okay, I'm thinking you probably drove here. You have more than one. You have more than one. You have more than one. If you've ever felt God's grace and mercy, you've been given so much more. The question is, what are you and I going to do about it? We've been given this trust. God just trusts us. He says, hey, I don't want you to work for gift. I'm going to give you the gift. Could you put it to work? Could you put it to work? The talent. Could you put it to work? Could you put the stuff to work? Or are you just going to bury it? Is your, is your talent buried because of, I don't know, with the, uh, under disappointment? You tried, it didn't happen. Is that it? I mean, I, I, I've been there. Is it, is it hidden? Because, I don't know, you, um, you got criticized. You, you said something and then you got some pushback and you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to say this. Is your, is your gift like put away because, I don't know, you're just, you're just waiting for the right time. You're waiting for the right time. Is there ever going to be a right time? No. Are you just putting it aside because you're just too busy? If you're too busy, friends, we got to stop and go, what are the things that I'm doing that are just making me feel like I'm busy and doing things, but I'm not moving somewhere? And the key indicator there is this sense of lack of satisfaction. But you're busy all the time. All the time. Or is it? Is it a gift that you're just afraid to use? You just have this fear of like, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And are we going to allow fear to keep us from just trying something? And God says, I, 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 here's what God is saying. Could you just please go ahead and fail at, in, a, in an attempt? Like, just go ahead and fail. No, you're going to fail. But just try it. Don't bury it. Just try it. He's like, I'm okay with failure. Because, I, because there's something to redeem. Do you hear that? 
But if you don't try anything, there's nothing to redeem. You didn't do what? Nothing. We didn't do anything. And so for how many, instead of how many successes are we going to have? Basically, this kingdom of heaven works like God wants to know how many things did you fail in? How many? Th- th- five things. Oh, man, you should have failed in 10 because you could have tried more stuff. See, I don't know if you re- re- realize this, but God has given us, given us, and then he holds us responsible. And for some of us, we're like, I'm burying this because I don't want any responsibility. Well, I'm sorry, but you're here and you're listening to this and you've been entrusted with favor, grace, hope, resources, relationships, and you are responsible for using them and doing whatever it can, investing in them. That's how the kingdom of heaven works. Like that's what, that's what this whole thing is about. And if you thought, man, but I just, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not as talented. I don't have the resources. I don't have opportunities. Listen, I would be, I would love to be a lot more talented. I know friends who are so much more talented and they're taller. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I know some people who can actually read. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I have people who are like, like, they're brilliant when it comes to stuff. Like, like there, there are pastors out there who are like business guys. Like, they just know not Numbers. I, I'm dyslexic, so they always make sense, right? Numbers never make sense to me. I'm like, I wish at some point I just stop and go, if, I, if, if, if you would just, because you put me in this situation, you really need to give me five other talents. Anybody ever felt that? Like, can, you have, can I have some more? Because I'm, I'm like miserably failing. And he said, no, no, God says, uh, that's great. That's really great. See, I think for some of us, we are just not convinced of this passage right here. Okay, let me read this to you. Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's, for we are God's, help me out with this word, for we are God's what? Masterpiece. Masterpiece. I know. When I read this passage and I try to find another translation, they call it something else, honestly. I was like, is there something else? Because when I think of masterpiece, I have never looked in the mirror and then thought, you're a masterpiece. Like, I've never... You, some of you are like, of course you have. Shut up. Okay. Okay. I have not. I've thought about it, but I didn't think about it. I didn't do it. For some of us, you're like, you look in the mirror and you go, okay, let me just be honest here. Let's be real here. Some of you guys don't look in the mirror long enough. You don't. In fact, I think some of you, maybe you're even watching this. You have not looked in the mirror. Like you have, you've never looked at your eyes looking back at you in the mirror. Because if you did, you would start crying you would start weeping because there's some stuff in your life and there's some like, like not, not sin, just some hurt in your life that you've never let yourself look at yourself. You've never done that. And that's why you, you're, you're like a little far further away from calling yourself masterpiece because you're like, I don't want, I don't even want to look at myself. I don't want to look at the stuff. I don't, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. I'm just going to keep. Here's what some of us are doing. I just want to keep doing the right thing and just hoping things work out. I'm just going to, I'm just, you know, I'm just, 
I'm a husband. I got kids, man. I got kids. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do this. And you're just praying to God and you pray for someone else too. You pray to any God out there. You just like, I just hope it all works out. And you could live that life. You could live that life. And that's hanging on. That's hanging on. That's also a life that works for a gift. Works for favor. And that kind of life is basically religion. Or you could go, I'm a masterpiece. And I know I don't feel like it. I don't even look like it. But I'm handmade by God. So if that's true, if, if that's even remotely true, friends, then, then the rest of this passage is true. And he said he created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that he planned for us, what? Long ago. Long ago. There are opportunities. There are things that you'll be able to step into because of the gifts you've been given. There are some things that in your life will open up certain doors. You just got to use, pick up the gift and start using it. Start discovering it. Start finding out how you're wired up. What are some of the things that you can do? What are the dreams right now that you're thinking about? What are some of the opportunities you're like, I just don't know if I should do this. What are those things? If you're a masterpiece, meaning if you're handcrafted, then there are certain things that only you can do. Do you understand that? There's some things only you can do. No one else can do it. Not your doppelganger. Not your cousin, not your mom, not your sister. Only you can do. So why would you bury it out of fear? Why would you bury it out of selfishness? Why would you bury it because of uh, just the fear of failure? My prayer is that we don't. We don't. That we, we, we put the gifts to work and we don't work for gifts. Because we don't follow religion. We have this relationship with God who says, I believe in you. And that's why I trust you. Let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for this conversation that some of us really needed to hear. This, this, this truth that, God, we found ourselves in a place where we don't feel like we really matter. We don't matter. We feel like we don't matter because we... We just look around in our lives and we just think of all the lack, of all the things that we don't have. For some of us, God, we find ourselves in a place where we're like so consumed with all the other things in life and we're not really open to really doing some things that would just give you glory or would just help other people out. God, I know that life seems to turn us inward. God, I know that. I get that. But God, help us. Help us move away from that and begin to live our lives not like the kingdom of this world that we live in, but live out your kingdom. A kingdom where God freely trusts us with the knowledge of his son, with the resources and the grace 
and the love with so much creativity. And he says, hey, just try. So God, I pray we have the courage to do that. And for some of us, God, who find ourselves this morning going, I've, I've, I've never really felt that. I've always worked for God's favor. Today you can stop. You can just stop and receive this gift entrusted to you. And all you have to say is, Jesus, I, I thank you. I thank you that you've given me forgiveness. I thank you've given me relationship. And so what I do today, because I think some of us need to do that today. You just say, God, I, I give you, I give you my life. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.